3: and we are back for El coast to coast hour number three on a wednesday sports grid and sports grid radio carver high and joe lisi in for scotty good to have you with us as we continue to roll on here okay joe uh, i had we heard uh from lynch and from shanahan i did want to give you uh some of the 49er numbers because i know that you are selling uh, on the Niners this year and you're not alone uh, I'm selling as well I think one of the things that makes it difficult is of course uh, the division that they play in not great uh, which gives us a little bit of pause but uh, right now the Niners to make the playoffs minus 450 they're 10 and a half win total just like the Bills Purdy for MVP at 40 to 1 yeah. 4 to 1 for the NFC title 9 to 1 for the Super Bowl, I'm selling. Joe, I'm under the ten and a half.
4: Under. I'm. I'm with you. I'll go to nine and a half. I believe. What was it? Two. Was it two to one plus two forty? I have to look. We looked at that on I the. On the uh, so. Maybe. I, it might have been like two eighty. I don't know. But it was definitely over two to one at nine. That's where I'm willing to go. Nine and eight overall bottom line is I think the Rams are going to be over their whim total, but I don't think they're going to be 11 and and six uh, respectively, right? I think they could be maybe seven or eight, you know, seven and ten, eight or nine. And then I'm expecting obviously Seattle to regress from nine and eight last year. Everybody was off them last year. I was on them. Now everybody wants to pump Gino as the second coming of maybe what Dave Craig Russell Wilson you tell me but I think they come back to the pack so that's why I think San Francisco's under the 10 and a half but right there at nine and eight
3: the Tennessee Titans come into this year with a new wide receiver of course they just signed DeAndre Hopkins they had him speaking yesterday but the quarterbacks is going to be a lot of the discussion Ryan Tannehill is back they just drafted Will Levis they just drafted Malik Willis last year here's Mike Vrabel Joe, talking about his quarterbacks.
5: Yeah, I think that we're conscious of that. Again, I thought uh, Malik came out of the spring with with glaring improvement. You know, Will's learning. Glaring. You know what what it goes into being an NFL quarterback, uh, and then certainly the consistency that that Ryan showed uh, in the off season and, and his uh, willingness to to pick up new terminology with the offense and some of the stuff that we were doing. So, again. Feel good about where we're at. Um, can't have too many quarterbacks. Hopefully they're they're all good ones, and that we have tough decisions. But uh, you know, it was fun just seeing the guys improve, and then seeing where we go now. Starting tomorrow.
3: Wow. To be That's fair, incredible. Joe. Uh, to be fair, oh, all Willis could do was improve yes. off of what you saw last year. So I mean, for for Mike to say greatly improved. Uh, How could he not? I mean, he was really bad. Was he thrown into bad situations? Sure, maybe. But he was bad when he was put out there in those games. Uh, You know, wasn't ready, however you want to call it. But now they draft another quarterback. I don't know where that leaves Willis. Is he talking Willis up because maybe they want to – Find another place for him, Joe? I don't know. What's the what's the situation going to be there? Because Willis can't be happy that they drafted uh, Will Levis.
4: I wouldn't be. Well, I mean, maybe he is happy because there's no pressure on Malik Willis right now. I said that to you last night. I mean, he was drafted in the third round. Granted, I told you last year, he was not a first-round talent. They were pimping him up to be the next best great quarterback, and he just wasn't ready and at the end of the day, he wasn't ready to come out. After a year under his belt, now he's matured. And, you know, I blame the Titans as well because they did not try and put Malik Willis into the same type of scheme that he had in Liberty Wood with Hugh Freeze. Five wide, allow him to improvise and use his athleticism. They did not do that, and that's why he struggled last year. Will Levis... I think he could be better than will levis right now to be honest with you with the year under his belt
3: <laughs> you love going after will levis that's, what? Another, that's it's one of truth. your guys joe you love going after will i'm just saying he hasn't played yet let's give him a shot you were right he fell you were right two years in a row willis fell and levis fell both guys who you said were gonna fall they fell let's now see i i can't he can't be as bad as as willis was last year he can't be
4: it's not, almost not possible joe for him to be well, uh, that bad he played in it's a not. limited sample size he played against kansas city and he played one other game and they gave way to josh dobbs i mean he didn't have a full season under his belt carver come on okay
3: fair fair enough joe uh fair enough um we'll come back and hear from uh ron rivera uh, before we try to move on to the college. I will also tell you, uh, I saw Tyree Kill this afternoon called the fishing boat incident um, a bonehead mistake. I'd say so. Uh, a costly bonehead mistake, Joe, because he had to pay the guy off. So it was a costly uh, bonehead mistake by Tyree Kill as he gets ready for his 2,000-yard year in Super Bowl, right? That's what
4: he said. 2,000 yards in wow. a Super Bowl for Tyree Kill this year. Yeah. 2,000 yards with Jalen Waddle in that offense. All right, we'll see. I, I, I told hey. you, Jalen Waddle potentially could be the 2,000 yard guy. Wow, Joe,
3: high on Waddle. I love it. All right, Pharrell, coast to coast here. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We will come back. A couple more NFL things and then into some of the college football media, days. we back
0: Learn more at marines.com.
3: And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High, Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Bet MGM has you set up with a great first bet offer all you got to do use bonus code sg1000 sign up and deposit into your newly created BetMGM account download the bet mgm sportsbook app on ios or android or visit betmgm.com place your first bet offer and receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if it loses so you get back whatever you bet up to a thousand if it does lose your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled that is bonus code sg one thousand bet mgm setting you up uh go get involved okay joe ron rivera and uh the washington football team now known as the commanders but night might not be known as the commanders uh in the distant future who knows of course uh, new regime in the building ron rivera still the head coach no He did a lot of stuff the last few years, Joe. Really keeping the franchise together. A lot of turmoil behind the scenes. But he knows with uh, Josh Harrison Company now running the show, he has a lot to prove uh, to the new ownership. But he's very excited either way. Here's Rivera.
6: I think it's pretty exciting. I really do. Um, You can already feel the impact. Uh, A lot of it has to do with just really the reaction from the fan base, more so than anything else. Um, I think our guys have, have, have also felt it. Um, they felt it, again, because of the reaction of the fan base. Well, it it's really kind of neat, and, and, and if you look outside, you see the, the, the setup for camp, and the guys really, you know, they're getting into this. And so yeah, it's, um, it's kind of neat this uh, feeling. the 7th it's, it's, um, of
4: September? It's exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm fired
6: up about the opportunity as we go uh, forward. How can that impact a team, even for for a season, something is like that with the excitement that it's generated. Well, a lot of it, I think has to do with just you know the feeling that that you know that that so many people are behind us. You know, it, it was. Uh,
4: it uh, was that, that was the reason. It was it was I different.
6: You. I mean, you know, when, when you were having to deal with uh, stuff outside of football, now it's about football. Um, no. It's like, like I said, you oh. know, we're going to focus in on what's important to us, and that's playing the game. So, I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm fired up about that. I am.
4: Yeah, he's fired up. Okay. He's fired, fired up, fired Joe. Enough. He's fired up. That's yep. your guy, right. River No,
3: so that on. was the excuse. Right down yeah, down. No, he's
4: not my guy. Stop. I think he's way overrated as a head coach. And is that the excuse why he didn't know his team was eliminated from playoff contention last year? Right there was the a lot off of the field going distractions. On. It was Schneider. He was right. wearing was a Schneider's lot of hats. Fault, right. Yeah, it wasn't wearing a strong, lot of no hats. accountability for Riverboat Run. Don't. Wearing start.
3: a lot of hats. No. He Explained it all in that press conference. Yeah, I was doing I, a lot of things. Yeah, it's great I, to you focus know what's on football. About him? And Sell, said, Joe. Go
4: year. on, Joe. Say it. Sell. So, You're selling this two year. Two things. Can I go back? I, not, not, not just this year. I sold them last year. If it wasn't for Taylor Heineke having any heart and carrying that team over the win total, with Carson Wentz, they were headed for the worst record in the NFL because Ron Rivera has regressed since year one when he won the NFC East. That's the bottom line. GREAT STORY, AND WE WISH HIM THE BEST, OBVIOUSLY HEALTH IS THE NUMBER ONE CONCERN, HE OVERCAME, overcame CANCER, AND WE we RESPECT THAT, BUT AT THE END OF THE DAY, AS A, as a FOOTBALL COACH, HE IS THE BIG FANGIO, OLD SCHOOL mentality. WE'RE GOING TO RUN IT, WE'RE GOING TO RUN IT. THAT'S ALL HE WANTS TO DO IS RUN THE FOOTBALL, THE DEFENSE SUCKS, AND HAS REGRESSED SINCE CHASE YOUNG, THAT WAS AN ALL WORLD ROOKIE, ENOUGH, I CAN'T STAND HIM, HE'S UNBELIEVABLE. Totally overrated. Totally.
3: All right, a lot of lot of money handed out here uh, today. Bears gave Cole Komet four years and fifty million dollars in Chicago. The Giants gave tackle Andrew Thomas five years and a buck seventeen, and actually the most guarantees I saw uh, that tackles ever gotten. The Texans give three years fifty six to right tackle Titus Howard. So there you go, Joe. Money being spent uh, on the offensive line and at the tight end position. Frank Reich says that uh, Bryce Young is the quarterback one for the Panthers. Well, God, I hope so. Uh, I hope. Well, be
4: the bit, but, but you I don't mean. see that a lot, Carver. You don't not see that a lot. The fact You're that he's right. the number You're one right. selection—it's the same thing in Indianapolis. People who are talking about what Gardner Minshew and every everything else. And Gardner Minshew is a great backup. But you didn't draft Anthony Richardson to sit on the bench. You you drafted him to get the growing pains out. Get the game experience and be ready for year number two, The hopefully the way Justin Fields and some of the other quarterbacks did, the, just the way Jalen Hurts did. Look at the pro- trajectory and progression. That's what you want to see out of a young quarterback. Either they can handle it or they can't. At least, wouldn't you rather know that after year one? You would, and you are right at one, one thing.
3: Usually these guys that get taken in the first round, top five, etc., you don't get that. First day of camp, stamp of approval. This guy's our starting quarterback. You usually get the, we're going to see how he does. We're going to bring him along slowly. We're going to let him compete with a veteran. You usually get like all that nonsense. So you, you might be right in that aspect, Joe. You don't really get to see that anymore where we're here the first day. This guy's our starter. He's taken all the reps. There's no questions to be asked. Let's just go and play football. So I think there is some good in doing that.
4: Yeah absolutely right and you're right and I'll just say this in terms of mindset the off the field intangibles and tell me if I'm wrong because you watch a ton of college football just like me. Have you ever seen an environment or a setting no matter what the score what the situation and I, you could even look at that game in Knoxville where they trailed Tennessee and Endon Hooker by 18 points he never lost his composure. In a road setting, he always stepped up and found ways to get it done. The game against Texas, the game against LSU. They lost the Tennessee and LSU game, but it wasn't due to Bryce Young.
3: No, it was not. Uh, There you go. And one more thing, Joe. Uh, Texans wide receiver John (laughs) Medgey. Of course, from Alabama as well. Cleared for camp uh, awesome. after his cancer battle. Didn't up that is awesome. great news. Uh, and he'll be out there uh, for the Texans at the start of camp. That is great to see. All right. I'm going to move the other NFL stuff to the side, Joe, because I'm running out of time with you. And I got a lot of college football that I need to discuss uh, with you. It is ACC Media Days. They started yesterday. The Big Ten started today. The American Conference. Uh, everybody doing their thing. Let's start with. Big chest. Mario Cristobal and the Canes coming off a five and seven year. What do you gotta do? You gotta improve off of that, Mario. Here we go.
5: Elite people that are elite athletes and that hold really, really high standards. So I think um, whenever you start up at a program again and and, and it has a rebuilding aspect, um, you have to sometimes go through a season like that and not make any excuses or sugarcoat it, but you go directly at the things that need to be addressed and it starts with people. People in the locker room, people in, on the coaching staff, people in the support staff's role. And what we feel that we have done is that we have uh, added some elite components in the personnel department, uh, some unique additions, you know, at the line of scrimmage, outside on the perimeter, you know in the watch secondary the perimeter. at linebacker watch the perimeter. Um, i felt like our culture led and driven by our team leaders has created ownership in our program
3: what uh, is he i mean joe just on win some football games dude now, now, now that's that is now your your nickname for him is so good because you watch him right there It almost looks like his chest is going to come out of the shirt. Like he's standing there in that suit and big chest. Like it's about to come just pushing right through. But you're buying. This yes. year, you've been telling me you're buying the yes. Hurricanes this year.
4: Well, well, you didn't, you didn't lure, and I'll say lure. Come home, Mario, to to South Beach for a five and seven record, did you? To lose to Middle Tennessee State as a 26 and point home favorite, to get kicked in the chops by Florida State. What did they lose? 45, 51, 3. I mean, come on, you did not bring Mario Cristobal to just have Al Golden type of numbers or Manny Diaz. You brought him there to over exceed expectations over the number potential dark horse at 23 to one and plus the seven and a half against Jimbo week number two. How about that?
3: Wow, I can't believe you're back on the train with Big Chest down in South Beach. Joe Lisi involved. Pharrell coast to coast on a Wednesday. Carver
2: High and Joe in for Scotty. We'll come back. More to do on the grid right after this sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
7: welding instructor alex DeClair knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.
0: And
3: we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. All right, Joe, back to the ACC, which, of course, is down in Charlotte. Uh, We have Jeff Brom, who, of course, uh, goes home, you could say, uh, leaves Purdue, goes to Louisville, uh, where he played. It's the only reason why he would leave Purdue. Uh, for Louisville uh, is because he played there. I mean, let's be honest, why would you leave the Big Ten with all the money that they're spewing out right now? But here's Braum, and he's ready uh, to start the rebuilding process with the Cardinals.
8: I like challenges. Uh, I look forward to them even when I, I took hope the you Purdue do. job. I remember asking a lot of colleagues of mine when I took it, you know, what do you think? Should I take this job? And probably 95% said, heck no, don't take that. But to me, uh, I like <laughs> building a winning football team. Without question, uh, coming here at the University of Louisville is another challenge. Now, it's different and it's unique. But yes, uh, you know, we have some really good football players on our team, some guys that have had success. We. Um, You know, watched a team last year that, uh, you know, got better as the year went on. That uh, the last half of the season, the defense played at a high level. And really, you just take every team that you have, you try to figure out what are our strengths, what are some things we can get better at, how can we do that, uh, are there things we need to do to develop certain guys here, do we need to add a few pieces to the puzzle to make things more competitive. But in today's age of college athletics, it's about winning now. You know, it's about doing it, in my opinion, with our current football team and then any new pieces we've added. And we want to we want to do that in year one. And it's important that you do that.
3: All right, Joe, you believe all that? You
4: believe all that from uh, Jeff Brom? You win? You yeah. buying? Well, I mean I, I mean, I think he could get it done. He's got Jack Plummer, his former quarterback at Purdue, and, you know, the defense wasn't all that bad for the Purdue ball, Boilermakers when he was there. Their front seven was, you know, a middle of the road in terms of run support. They were ab- actually, in terms of the top five within the conference, they only gave up around 130. 130- 5 rushing yards per game. Uh, Think about George Karloftis that got drafted, you know, edge rusher uh, last year. So at the end of the day, they can build up talent. And when you look at... Just Louisville last year, they knocked off Cincinnati in the bowl uh, game. The defense was very opportunistic. They have five starters coming back. They turned Sam Hartman over in their place in that win six times. I mean, they dominated Wake Forest last year at home. So there were some good, you know, positive attributes for the Louisville Cardinals. I think it's going to take a couple of years, but I think he can get them to a higher point than where Scott Satterfield had them. Uh, Pat Narduzzi
3: was up there today. Of course, Pitt head coach. Uh, there should be a cap on NIL money per school. Uh, the haves and the have-nots. We've heard Narduzzi talk about this in the past. I don't necessarily disagree uh, with him, Joe. We we have all said uh, there needs to be some kind of lines somewhere, right, uh, in terms of how much each school gets to spend. But I will try effort that for you uh, for tonight on the radio show, because I know how much you love uh, Pat Narduzzi. Clemson is the favorite Mm. to win the ACC. Uh, Dabo talks tomorrow in Charlotte. I saw Norvell was this afternoon also for Florida State, as they are the second choice uh, for the ACC.
4: Well, again, I mean, if you're asking me right here, right now, I have to go with Clemson. I mean, the body of work is dominant. We talked about it on the radio side, 9-0 and last year against ACC opponents. They won those games by 17.5 points per game. Body of work, 73-7 and straight up in the conference since 2014, and they don't lose at home. I mean, 52-2 and straight up since 2015. The loss last year came to an SEC opponent, their crosstown rival, Spencer Rattler in South Carolina. So right now, they have owned Florida State, 2 won 5 straight by 22.5 points per game. They're three-point favorites against FSU, what, October 9th or 10th in Death Valley? Got to go with Clemson, hands down. With a positive price, I'd take them now.
3: I would as well. Uh, I still think Clemson is the class uh, of the ACC. I'm not sold uh, on Mike Norvell and the Seminoles coming into this year. Uh, American Conference also having their media days. There we go. Maybe not uh, as high profile as the Big Ten and the ACC, Joe. We had a lot of teams leaving the American. Obviously, Cincinnati, UCF all jumped to the Big 12. So That means we have new teams coming in. To the American, UAB uh, will be is in the American as we already know. Uh, Trent Dilfer is the new head coach. Here's Trent. Now Trent's been doing media for a long time, Joe. He's back in the he's in the saddle now as a head coach of a college football team, and he just wants to let you know he does not care uh, at all what you or anybody else thinks about him. Here is Trent Dilfer.
5: But I honestly do not care at all what is written about me, what's said about me, what's people in the hallway, whether they look at me, whether they like me, what they talk about their wives about me. I just don't care. You know, I've been in the spotlight for so long. I've been booed out of stadiums. I'm known as the worst quarterback that's ever won a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> you know, I've woken up in the morning after saying something on ESPN and half the country hates you and half the country thinks you're their hero. Um, I've been fired, I've had four careers. I just don't care. And I think there's freedom in that. There's also freedom in not needing the job. There's also freedom knowing that, you know, I have to do this. I was so happy at Lipscomb Academy, like, it couldn't be any happier. It was my why wife that said, why? no, you need another challenge, like, you need to climb another mountain, you're getting bored. So. You put all that into context, and yeah, absolutely, I I think, and they should. I didn't, I didn't do it the hard way. I wasn't a GA, right? I didn't then become an analyst, and I wasn't a position group. I didn't have my own room. You know, that's a big thing in college football. I got a room. (laughs) I didn't coordinate. So how in the hell can I be a college head coach? I don't know. Somehow I'm here, and you know, my journey's been different than theirs, and I frankly don't care. If they like or dislike, then I'm here.
3: Wow. There's hey Trent now. Dilfer for you. Uh, wow, Joe. I mean, you got
4: a lot out of that one. I uh, that's I told sure. you. I was buying in, and I have them at six-plus wins this year, at plus 130, I believe. I got to double-check that. Their win total, I, I think, on is like five-and-a-half. They could definitely get the six wins. They have what it takes to get over the hump. And let's not forget, you know, their former coach, Bill Clark, that left for health reasons, blue-collar type of guy, predicated offensive, defensive line play. They love to obviously run the football. I had one of the better rushing attacks, you know, in terms of all of college football. At the end of the day, if he could cultivate the quarterback and have these kids buy in, they potentially can be, I want to say, a dark horse in the conference for maybe the next two or three seasons. It's not going to be this year, but I think he can get them to a bowl game. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Uh, and I'll Lipscomb ain't paying the, other may pay him the money, have... huh?
3: Lipscomb ain't giving him well, seven figures. Well, well, that's also the thing. You know, he said that, and you're right. He wasn't getting that kind of money there. So as happy as he was... And his wife telling him he needed a new challenge. Uh, still, there was a lot more money uh, on the other side of the door at UAB. I'll save the other one maybe for Scotty tomorrow so he can have a laugh right. uh, with Dilford talking about don't steal my players. He doesn't like people calling him, Joe, calling his players in the portal uh, and getting them out of UAB. I'm not saving Biff Pogi. All right, here's Biff Pogge, who, uh who is the new head coach to Charlotte, the 49ers, who are all – they are moving as well to the American Conference from Conference USA. Biff was with Harbaugh in Michigan, Joe, as I'm sure you know. He gets a chance to be a head coach and uh, bring the 49er football program into prominence. Well, unfortunately for Biff, not too many people at American Conference Media Day wanted to ask him about his Charlotte football team. He wasn't that thrilled about it.
0: Any
5: other questions for Coach? That's it, three questions? (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So, oh, wow. that, that we, we get that message. Thank you.
3: Bang the table, Whoa. too, on the way, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the message. Yes! Bang, bang, bang. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Joe, <laughs> I'm buying. The win totals three and a half for the Charlotte 49ers. That little... 17 second clip right there. Just did it for me. I'm buying I'm Biff. slamming his hand on the table. That's it, baby. I'm in for Charlotte this year. in the American over two and a half or three and a half, whatever. I don't care what the number is, Joe. I'm in baby. That's
4: passion. Your boy Biff has right and acts, there. I'm, uh, Corbin, I'm laughing and don't take this personal. He looked like you in about 20 years. You, he looked like. His, oh yeah. Hair Biff. Going. Yeah. I can yeah. see you banging the table. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you this. I'm with you. You got me bought in. You got me looking I didn't see the the. I saw the three questions I didn't see the bang in the table now I'm all in he's a hot guy he's like Sam Pittman from Arkansas gonna be a great ATS coach he is
3: uh, I'm all in on Biff uh, let's do it uh, odds to win the Pac-12 I had been holding this over uh, USC uh, is the favorite we're buying Joe USC no,
4: USC is winning on. the Pac-12 this year no, you're taking chalk, Carver. I can't do that. I'm ta- No, I'm I, doing Utah, I don't usually dude. do it, but I am this I year. I am this now, year. In here's the what I'm doing going for USC with the title. Caleb Williams, yes. Seisman, five to one, and I told you why, because he has the ability to overexceed last year in terms of wins and get into a Pac-12 championship, winning it and getting to the College Football Playoff. Right here, right now, I'm a blue-collar guy. I'm going with Cam Rising and Utah. The schedule's very difficult. They get through Baylor in week two. They're cruising to another Pac-12 title and potentially a college football playoff. Hey, go over the eight and a half. Uh,
3: USC uh, does have the most bets right now to make uh, the college football playoff. Most down bets down to like make it. Toy. You know that I'm with. I'm in on it. Uh, I'm a believer. I'm going to go for it this year. Most bets to make the college football playoff for USC. Uh, There you go, Joe. So I got you a little college football. I'm going to find you some more sound for the radio show tonight, Joe. Uh, That's for sure. I will see you later on, uh, 10 p.m. East. Carver and Lee's Sports Grid Radio.
2: Great job, Joe. For real coast to coast, Carver, i Joe, and Friscati. We're back after this on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
7: welding instructor alex Declaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com
3: And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us as always. Also good to have with us our man in Southern California, of course, is Arash Markazi, uh, the Sporting Tribune, Mighty Air 1090. Actually, Arash, I shouldn't even say Southern California because <laughs> really, it's like the, the, the entire Southwest portion uh, of the United States because you've got Southern Cal, and you've got Vegas, like you've got that whole entire quadrant down there rocking a rash. <laughs> That's right. You know, listen, it's the, it's the
9: center of the sports world. We got the uh, Super Bowl. I know you guys are going to be out here in Vegas for the yeah. Super Bowl. We've got, you know, the Final Four coming up, Olympics in uh, 2028 World Cup. It's all happening, Carver. World Cup, everything here in Los Angeles and Las Vegas.
3: Uh, it's absolutely awesome let's start uh, we got a lot of things to discuss let's start with herbert and the chargers Uh, i think probably the best thing now me and joe were talking earlier about how it's just it's kind of the way of the world now in the nfl right like the next guy always becomes the first guy uh, with the most money until it's time to pay the next guy, and it just keeps going up and up the chain. And it was Herbert's turn. Burrow will probably pass him in a day or a week or a month whenever yeah. Burrow uh, is going to get his deal. But 262, lots of guaranteed money, no trade clause. And I think sometimes, rash, the most important thing is you do it before the first practice so that you don't have to talk about it anymore all the way up until the first game, right?
9: Exactly. I mean, this was going to be a topic of conversation going into day one of training camp, which was today in Costa Mesa. So now you get it out of the way, like you said, before the first practice, before he uh, talks to the media, And and they had to do this. I mean, they've had such a difficult time here in Los Angeles, you know, moving from San Diego, of course, to move into SoFi Stadium. They have not really moved the needle out here. However, they lucked into this franchise quarterback who has the ability perhaps one day to be the best quarterback in the league, of course, right now in the conversation with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and whatnot, he gives them the chance to be relevant in Los Angeles. Again, it's been very difficult for them to move the needle, and it certainly doesn't help when they have playoff collapses like they did this past season blowing a 27-3 lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they, they had to make this move.
3: And you talk about blowing that lead. Uh, just absolutely brutal, uh, the playoff loss to Jacksonville. And I was going to ask you about moving the needle because when they were first in L.A. the first few years, it was there was more fans from the other team. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody talks about them. It's a Laker town. It's a Dodger town. The Rams are better than them. I was going to say, is it a little bit moved? I, I, all they've thrown out this stat the last 24 hours since he signed this contract was... Well, they've scored the most points in the last three years in the NFL, but they've also given up the most points, which is pretty amazing to think about considering that their head coach was hired as a defensive guy. I mean, that was Staley's thing. He's a defense first kind of coach. It's amazing that that's the situation. No, I mean, listen, you were going down the list,
9: and I was thinking, how far do I have to go down to get where the Chargers rank, you know, behind the Lakers and the Dodgers and USC football and even the Clippers, maybe? It's very hard for them. Uh, It would effectively be like if the San Diego Padres were moved out here. No one wanted them. No one asked for them to come out here. However, with Herbert, with an offense like that, with a team that quite frankly, when they're on national television, they've had some of the best Sunday night, Thursday night uh, games. So they're a fun team to watch. Quite frankly, they're more affordable than the Rams. So slowly but surely, they're beginning to move a little bit that needle. But my goodness, I mean, they're not in the top five. Maybe they're in the top ten of the teams here. I mean, it's it, it's been very hard for them.
3: Are they ahead of the Ducks, or Ash? Can we get them ahead of the Am- yes. Ducks? Are they right. Ahead of them, we, all right. Do we have them ahead of the Ducks ahead of the Ducks. One slot ahead of the there Ducks. There it is. <laughs> Um, What about the Rams? Uh, The Rams on the other side of town win a Super Bowl, have a miserable year. Stafford doesn't play much. They're hurt. Now Stafford's allegedly, allegedly 100% and ready to go coming into this season. How are the hopes for the Rams uh, right now as we start camp?
9: Not a a lot of hope. In fact, uh, you know, President Kevin Demoff wrote a letter to the uh, fan base saying, you know, not that this is a rebuild. Hopefully we're healthier, but this is not a season where we're going into a thing that the Rams are going to be competitive or that the Rams are going to make the postseason. If they're healthy, if Matt Stafford is healthy, if Cooper Cup is healthy, if Aaron Donald is healthy. They will be obviously better than they were last year, which was an absolute nightmare. It was a train wreck. It was the worst Super Bowl defense in league history. But they, they, they didn't do anything to improve the team. So uh, their thinking is okay, we're going to regroup, not reload. Uh, but again, you know, when you trade Jalen Ramsey, when you, move, when you make the moves that they did, they have not improved this team so this will be a better team than last season's team, which is not saying a whole lot but this is not a playoff team
3: it's probably not but i think the one thing they'll have going for him is is that the nfc maybe isn't that great like last yeah. year it's not as strong as the afc you don't have all those big time quarterbacks so maybe yeah they can get in with nine wins. Maybe they can have that kind of a year. I yep. guess it's not impossible. What's it, what is the feeling in SoCal with Otani right now? Uh, Monday it's, is yeah. the deadline. What now? I have said this for the last week or two with Scotty. I'm sorry. If the guy hasn't walked in, Hardy Moreno and the crew by now and said, <laughs> "I'm sticking around. I'm gonna resign here. Whatever the number is." How could you let him possibly walk out the door for nothing? I, I just think he's too big of a commodity to just say, eh, you know what, we'll roll the dice and see if he resigns. Because you know when he talks to those other teams, yeah. he's a good chance he's going to be gone. Is the feeling is we should get something for him and just end it? Or do they? everybody want to hold on to him? They think
9: that they have a chance to bring him back. Now, that being said, the conversation that you just outlined, I agree with you. I think if you're – whether you're uh, Marty Moreno, whether you're the GM, whoever, you have had to have had one of these come to Jesus moments where it's like, hey, listen, we want you back, but we can't just lose you for nothing, right? My view is if they have had those conversations, they have got no assurance that he is going to come back, but they think that they have a, a chance to resign him. Again, this will be probably... The first 600 million dollar uh, deal in league history and they will give what it takes to bring him back at the end of the day however the reason that i feel that they have to trade him and by the way my view in talking to people is that they need him <laughs> is that they're not making the playoffs and he tasted what a championship what big time baseball is with that world baseball classic That's what he wants. And they're not going to make the playoffs again. And as much as they think that they have a chance to keep him, I'm telling you, they miss out on the playoffs, he's gone.
3: Uh, He could be gone anyway. Like, it's just so – honestly, they make a wild-card three-game series and – play the orioles you know and they lose (laughs) in baltimore over a weekend he doesn't even play a home game in that scenario making the playoffs it's it is so dicey uh and there are some teams i just feel like if you're a team like tampa who who can't re-sign him beyond this year but could maybe have a good enough prospect pool to add him for three months i mean and that's a team where you could get some great prospects off of them it's a very tough decision, especially when you have you know the best player in baseball to do that with. Uh, Dodgers now have passed everybody in the West, in the NL, and they're never going to look back, right? I mean, they had that little yeah. two-month period where the Diamondbacks were kind of messing around with them. They had the lead for a little bit, and now the Dodgers have blown by everybody. And now it's just they're just looking towards uh, the playoffs and the Braves. That's what the Dodgers are looking it- at now
9: and this is crazy because this was not supposed to be their season to, to do this they were you know going back to what we just talked about they didn't make any moves why because they're backing up the brink truck for shohei otani i mean they really believe that they also have a very good chance to sign him. my, my view but by the way is otani is not going to leave the west coast he's either going to stay where he is yeah go to the dodgers go to the giants maybe seattle now what do the dodgers do though i mean they really do have a chance with with Mookie Betts having an amazing season. Freddie Freeman having an amazing season. J.D. Martinez coming out of nowhere playing well. You're 100% right. This team is kind of back to where they once were, winning the v- division, going into the playoffs. My view is they're not going to win the whole thing. But again, this, the success that they've had this year, in my view, came out of nowhere just just, just because they did not think that this was a, a team that was going to win the division, and my goodness, what the heck happened to the San Diego Padres? They, they thought this was their moment.
3: I unbelievable with the Padres who are still five games under 500, uh, as we're about to turn the calendar to August. I mean, they really have some decisions that they need to make by Monday as well, uh, with potential guys who could walk away from them at the end of the year, Josh Hader, Blake Snell, etc. Uh, so the Padres have to figure all of that stuff out. Uh, I want to go back to USC for a moment because we were just talking about it. You heard us before, the, before you came on. USC football, last year in the Pac-12, are people upset about that, the USC and UCLA, with this being the last year, or do they like, like that they're going to the Big Ten? What is the feel with the Trojan faithful down there?
9: There's so much frustration with the Pac-12, you know. I mean, it really begins with this Pac-12 network that no one in Los Angeles gets. Oh, um, so, I mean, there's a, there's at least a couple of games a year that if you're a USC fan, if you're a Pac-12 fan, you can't watch your your team play. Um, no, there's no. I mean, again, there, there, there was the initial shock of what do you mean the Big Ten? I mean, we're going to have to now go to you know Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan, but they're very excited. I mean, they are part of the one of the two big conferences now and the Pac-12 over the last few years has really fallen behind and they've continued to fall behind. Uh, They're going to lose Colorado perhaps and and I I was just at Pac-12 Media Day in Las Vegas and I don't know what that conference is going to look like. Do you bring in San Diego State? Do you bring in UNLV? Do you you bring I mean at that point you're a Pac-12 Mountain West hybrid in my view you're not a big time conference at that point
3: uh I got about 90 seconds left and because you brought up UNLV I've been banging that drum I know their football team hasn't been good but the market has become so attractive now that whether it's the Pac-12 or the Big 12 somebody's got to call UNLV at some point uh because of the market that they're in right it's a sleeping giant they've moved to
9: Allegiant Stadium that's where they have their home games of course it's half empty now they have a chance it's in Las Vegas so why wouldn't you as a conference plant your flag in Las Vegas and say we're having our events here the Pac-12 already has done that by the way they had their football championship there they had the basketball tournament there they had their media day there they should just include
3: them If the Big Ten can drag Rutgers in for allegedly (laughs) having the New York market, somebody (laughs) could take UNLV to take that Vegas market. 30 seconds, Arash. Who wins the fight this weekend? Spence Crawford. Who's that? I love Bud Crawford. I'm so glad he has the big-time fight at T-Mobile Arena in
9: Las Vegas down in Nebraska. Bud Crawford, but this is the fight of the year. Maybe the fight of the past five
3: years. It certainly is. Arash, great stuff, my man, And as always. Arash Markazi, our man in not just Southern California, but the entire Southwest Quadrant. Thank you, Arash. We'll talk to you next time. Coast to coast. Back.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: And we are back, for El coast to coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us as we wrap this one up. Great stuff from Arash right there. And I will continue to bang that drum. UNLV will be in one of these big conferences within the next five years. They're going to keep doing all this movement around. Football team sucks. It doesn't matter. Market. The market is growing. They already have hockey. They have NFL. They're getting baseball. They will have NBA. They will have uh, their college team in a major conference uh, within the next five years, uh, like it or not. All right, we have a big soccer match tonight. Uh, The United States women play their second game. Down under uh, at the World Cup. Netherlands, their toughest uh, draw in the group stage is who they will face. Uh, US, uh, USA opened at minus 130. It's minus a 45 now. Uh, everyone on uh, the red, white, and blue, as they should be. Uh, 80% of the bets, 89% of the money. Uh, the draw opened at plus 260. Get serious. Uh, you never bet the draw when the United States is playing. Uh, the Netherlands opened at plus 320. Uh, I'm on the over 2.5 tonight think you had uh, the United States kind of didn't have the throttle going last week against Thailand. Uh, Netherlands a much better team, but I think that you will see them uh, maybe get over that two and a half by themselves uh, tonight. will be tough, but they will score some goals, as DeCoursey was telling uh, Scotty yesterday here on the show. All right, so you got that tonight. You got a bunch of baseball games as well. You got uh, Gabe and Cam next. Game time decisions coming up on the grid. Scotty will be back tomorrow. Tremendous job uh, by Mafia and everybody. Great job by Gopher2, You can hear him and me tonight, 10 p.m. East on Sports Grid Radio. So you have that uh, to look forward to where I will have uh, some sounds from Big Ten and ACC Media Day uh, for Joe tonight. It's a segment we've had a lot of fun with here uh, during the talking period for college football. All right, Pharrell Coast to Coast. Carver High for Scotty. he's back tomorrow. Great job by everybody. Gabe and Cam are next. We will see you back here tomorrow on The Grid. Good night, everybody.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.